Chad Prather rose to internet fandom as the man who's unapologetically Southern. Heath Oaks is a published author who failed his way to success. Together, they tackle today's headlines in a way only a Southern Spitfire and a millennial mogul can. Take off your sport coat, grab a beer, and enjoy the conversation. This is Second Shot with Chad Prather and Heath Oaks. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Second Shot. This is Chad Prather along with my partner in crime, Mr. Heath Oaks. What's going on, buddy? Nothing much. What are you up to? I am just hanging. You know you could fly a kite outside today in Dallas-Fort Worth. It is windy, man. It's super windy, and and we're setting up perfect for Easter here. Look at us. I mean, we are celebrating (laughs) spring those of you can't see us uh i'm wearing a a, the pink shirt because i love breasts and sometimes they get cancer and i just randomly i wake up and i think about it i'm like i need to wear pink today Mm. for the boobies and blue shorts yeah and blue shorts and i am wearing blue shorts so yeah Heath and I actually we match completely, and you're wearing the bright. Is that royal blue? I don't even know what blue it's called. It's called crazy blue. Is what I look at it. Yeah, crazy electric blue with the pearl buttons on that thing. Cyan is that what they call it? Cyan? I have no ah. idea. It's and a sharp look. And there's producer Kristen and producer Zach. As always, they are sitting at the controls. What's going on with you guys? Hey, that's amazing. That's <laughs> yeah. wonderful. I'm glad to know. You know, we did that thing where we both waited for each other to speak. Hard at work. Entertaining life. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> you know, working hard or hardly working. Actually, yeah. I am due to give birth one month from today. One month date. from today. You think you'll make it? No, no, not at all. I don't think you're gonna make it. <laughs> you, you actually. It's funny. So I saw you what probably a week ago, two weeks ago. Yeah. So it, you've you've increased, but you're all baby. That's the that's yeah. what women want. I think so. Yeah. That's they, what my doctor said. She was touching my stomach, and yeah. she was like, "Oh, this is all baby." Yep. Yeah. That's all it's going. He said on it's going to be a big baby. Yes, a big baby. Well, that's you're, what they're you're, telling you're me. You're carrying well. Thank I don't know you. what that means, but I think that's what they say to women. Yeah. I just stay away from anything involved around a woman and in your, pregnancy. And your wife Jenny is due <laughs> May seventeenth because Jade was asking today when she was due. So yep. Jenny and Chando. Uh, is due Just May seventeenth. She's looking oh, good man. too, though. Mm-hmm. She's looking good. So she anyway, um, it's it's a beautiful day, man. I, I don't even want to come indoors because it's beautiful in Dallas Fort Worth. Uh, the wind is blowing, which means the allergies are going to be really oh, kicking up. I, I don't even want to inhale just simply because I know uh, I'm getting all the the allergies coming in. So there you go. That's that's what Texas sounds <laughs> like. Everybody, yes, it does. just a lot of snivels. What's going on in the news? Hey, well, this really wasn't much in the news, but this is something that I wanted to bring up because I thought it was a pretty interesting article. It said um, ten things that make a make a boss great to work for, and it's funny because we talked not too long back about the uh, right. EQ and the emotional quotient and, and all that. And 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 if you haven't really started making sure and paying attention to emotional intelligence, what it is, how it does, how you can. Yeah get better and grow with it it's something that you're going to need to because it's it's really progressing in the deal but it said that um they conducted a research and found that all of the best bosses have a lot in common 90 percent of them um, are skilled at managing their emotions in order to stay focused calm and productive so you know they're composed they're graceful they're knowledgeable they're honest they're deliberate they speak with certainty they use positive body language. They are confident. They are fearless. They are grateful. They're they're basically Jesus. <laughs> they are. They're, they're basically Jesus, and they are flawless. And if you want to be a good leader, you need to be perfect. Mm. You know what? Those um, um, pretty interesting though. Like the, the they are deliberate. Yeah. You know, um, they reach decisions by thinking about it, talking with it, and then kind of yeah. really are confident on their decision making. I mean, yeah. I don't know about you, but if you ever worked with those people that are that are all over the place that right. one minute if one person influences them on, on a on a decision, 
the next person 10 minutes later could influence them on the opposite. Yeah. And dealing with that type of person that you go back and <laughs> forth on that you never know if they told you the decision would be this, a couple of days later it's something else. I mean, that's crazy. And, and, yeah. and it's sad that in today's world that we have to put they are honest is like, you know, a shocker because I would hope that, you know, most or not, it seems like. <laughs> right. Yeah, and it, you find, by and large, there has been a leadership void that has happened, let's say, in the last 20 years. It's certainly on, on the political level, that's we've, we've seen this happen in Washington, D.C., but on the corporate level, we've seen a lot of things happen where there has just been a lack of integrity. Yep. People will tell you one thing, they'll go off and do another thing. You know, the word integrity uh, comes from the word integer, which yep. means one. And I did not know it, that. It's Again, one. It, so, getting so, some of that Chad Prather <laughs> exactly. knowledge. Yeah. So, so to have integrity is to be one with yourself or to be one with your word. Uh, and, and so when you say one thing and do another thing, you don't have integrity. And so it's, it's kind of hard to find somebody these days that – because, again, people try to find gray areas of, okay, I said this, but now I want to do it a little bit. Uh, maybe there's some flex room in there. Well, you know what's also interesting to me, though, is sometimes you can – you know, it, it, there's also a lot of to do with your perception. So, like, I always tell people, I go, look, no matter how small something can be, you need to make sure and always be upfront with all of that and right. talk about that process. Because even if something has no intention of being bad, but you don't bring it forward yeah. and you just kind of do it, it can look like the perception can be you're doing something shady yeah. when in all reality you were not. But it's just doing extra to go up front and saying, Here's what we're doing. Here's what it is versus just pushing it through to where people could have a perception that yep. you're not being up front. And, and I think a lot of people get into that issue. Yeah. I had a boss when I worked for a Fortune 300 company. She was a manager of mine. Her name is Rhonda Finsterer. And she was a hard boss. She's a tough boss, but she's a sweet lady. But, but she was that was her big word, deliberate. And she always said, everything that you need to do, you know, if you're going to approach this business, don't just throw it up against the wall and see what sticks. Yeah. Be deliberate. Uh, get in your conscience, get right with your mind, become one with yourself, get that integrity going. And before you open your mouth to even speak or, or begin to pursue an action, make sure that it's really what you want to do and then go do it the right way. Because so many people just say, well, that didn't work. Let's try this. Okay, well, that didn't work. Let's try this. And so all these ideas are coming and what you become is not successful, but wishy-washy. And the people who do that, if they ever do become successful, they did it because they got lucky. Absolutely. It just happened to happen. And how, what a crazy thought to just stop, think about it for a little bit before you react. Right. But I, you know, I always tell them, I go, um, I think that a big deal is when people talk about they got to have fear into people to get things done or they've got to be, use the stick versus the carrot or doing that. I'm not a, I'm not a, a hollerer, a screamer. I've never, <laughs> I, I don't a lose. Hollerer. Yeah. That's East Texas for you. I grew up in the hollerer. Waller around a little bit. Waller, Waller in a holler. Yeah. Um, Swaller in a holler down in the Waller. <laughs> the interesting thing is, is that I don't, I, I hate that. And yeah. I always do like the golden rule do unto others because I know what I do and do not like. Yeah. And I don't want to do that to others. But it's amazing. I think back because I think I had the privilege of, I've been in nothing but 1099, 100% commission sales my whole life yeah. um, since I was 19 years old. And, and so hiring salespeople, all I've ever had work for me. We're 1099, 100% commission salespeople. Right. So, you know, the best place to find the best leaders in the world, go to any volunteer organization, right. exactly. whoever's leading it, that is going to be a great leader because they have, they cannot fall back on the, you are my employee, you have to do it type mentality. There's no, you can't do that. Right. And so I look back and I go, I think I was blessed to always 
work with 1099 people that I could never tell them what they had to do. I had to make them want it for themselves. And so I never had a chance to see if I would have became a person that says, do this because I said yeah. so type, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I'm not going to try to act like I'm this great skilled person that did. I just never had that chance. Yeah. So I think that it helped build that um, in me that I'm not going to be that boss that does right. do this because I said so. You got to make them want it. Those are the type of people you can trust whenever no one's watching. You Absolutely. know they're going to do their job because that's exactly what it is. True leaders do the same thing even when nobody's watching. Let me ask you a question. All the, it, it goes all the way down to this practical example. How many times have you ever been in a bathroom, you've, you've wadded up a, a napkin, wiped your hands off on it, and you threw it at the trash can and you missed and it landed on the floor and you thought, oh, somebody will get that. Hmm. But... That's not leadership. Leadership Absolutely. says, you know, I'm going to do what I would hope others would do for me. Absolutely. It's not their job to pick up your trash. Yeah. You walk over there, you pick it up. You put it. And those are the kind of traits that ultimately lead to leadership even at the top. And you don't have to use the stick. Right. If you're good to people right. and you do for them, they will do for you. Right. All right. It's plain and simple. Those are good stuff. I don't know if I don't know if your life was changed. Mine just was. It was a conversion experience into integrity. We're going to come right back with a second segment of Second Shot for Heath Oaks. I'm Chad Prather. Hang on. We'll be right back. He likes cowboy hats and boots. And he's a suit and tie kind of guy. Chad Prather and Heath Oaks host more of Second Shot coming up on RNCN. Hey, everybody in Texas, I want to remind you about Energy Ogre. It's a company out of Houston, Texas, that saves you money on your power bill every single month. They can save you between 40 and 60%. I know it sounds too good to be true. All you do is go to energyogre.com, and you sign up. You show them a copy of the usage on your power bill, and you use promo code WATCHCHAD, and it's $10 a month. They can't save you money. They won't take your money from you. So it's a no-brainer. $10 a month, energyogre.com. Use keyword promo code WATCHCHAD and save 50% on your power bill. Now, what are you waiting for? Go do it. Go. Ready, aim, fire. Second Shot is back for another round on the Real News Communications Network. Hey everybody, I'm laughing at what we were talking about at the break, and we're going to talk about it in this segment. It's good stuff. Because I'm, I can relate to this story so much because I am always being either uh, radio, radio call-in interviews or Skype or FaceTime type interviews where people can see me live on a news program, but this was a big one. I loved it. This, this was, was a great story. This was great. It was um, when the Robert Kelly, who's Korean uh, Korea expert, was doing his <laughs> national on BBC national news. This massive story on Korea government, all these mm-hmm. things, just really intense, you know, important stuff. Right. And as he goes in there, he's obviously in, in his like his house, his coat and tile, nice, and and uh, he's starting the interview. Big deal. And then all of a sudden, here comes the three-year-old. <laughs> she comes, opens that door, hands by her side, just going, "Woohoo!" Like I'm here, Dad. I'm here to party. And then a little baby, probably not even one, in yeah. a little in the walker, in a walker, in the roller walker, comes scooting around there. And the guy's like, uh, "I think your kid just came in." And then here comes the wife, just ble- like she's like like a tornado in there, grabbing the kids and pulling them out of there, snatched them up I mean, fast, snatching them, snatches them out of there. This was. So hilarious, I cried watching it. I mean, just the little <laughs> girl's enthusiasm for like, boom, got in. Now, here's the more in-depth on it is. Yeah. Every time, the dad obviously does it on a regular basis because right. he's a big Korea expert. So 
Um, every time, though, he locks his door. Mm-hmm. And so the mom is in there, and no, every time the daughter goes and checks that door. Yeah. Every time. And just checks it, not there, comes back. So the mom is in there in the living room, looking around, where's she at? And then the next thing you know, the baby takes off down the hall. She goes in there and realizes, oh, my God. Well, she's watching TV. She's watching the, the interview live. Right. That's how the mom realized. <laughs> she realizes the baby's she's right watching there the, she's watching it on TV. Yes. The reason it yeah. took a little while, because it obviously has a lag between that and TV. And she sees the girl come in the door and goes, oh, my God. Turns around, and the baby's already making it in there. And she tears off down in there to grab and pull him out. And, I mean, snatches him. Yes. Snatch, I love it. Because, I mean, she hit that thing. She hit that. It looked like a WWE wrestler coming into the arena. I mean, she hit that door so hard and rounded that corner. Because, because here's the thing. When you go on TV, you're trying to put your best mm-hmm. image out there. You're trying to look. And this guy especially, he's talking. He's Korea. got suit and tie on. He's talking policy of South Korea or, or Korean policy. He's talking these things with the In BBC. Depth, heavy stuff. And he's like, he's like a serious guy. And people just tend to forget that these talking heads are human beings that have a family. Yes. And guess what? Their kids do the same thing your kids yes. do. So here comes his kids around there. And, of course, the interviewer, he starts to crack up, and he's laughing, and he's apologizing. I'm, I'm sorry. And you're trying to salvage this thing. At that point, you almost just say, y'all just come on in and sit down behind me. Well, the problem is is they're all too hardcore. Right. You know, that, that segment is not people that are kind of laid yeah. back. Because if it was most any other, it would have been, yeah. let's play with this, right? Yeah. I don't know about you, but I took a couple things. Number one is... Everybody said, and everybody on the video was afterwards, oh, my gosh, that nanny's going to get fired. Right. Perception is not always reality. Right. That was his wife. Exactly. And I thought it was hilarious how everybody jumps just because it's a Korean woman, yeah. which you got a guy that's a Korean expert. I mean, it's not far off to think he's probably married to a Korean woman. Right. But she comes barely <laughs> If you're in married there. to a Korean woman, you better be a Korean expert. Yes. I'm just going to say. <laughs> and they come in there, everybody, his nanny's going to be in trouble. That's his wife. Yeah. Perception's not always reality. And the other thing I got is, I, I got from it was, look, you never, no matter how many times you get told no or something doesn't work, keep trying. And that one time you, you could get, get your door. fame <laughs> shot by walking in that door and being on live TV. That little girl tried every time. And I, it was never open. She never quit. She never gave up. She tried until she I made it. I love that analogy because how many times have you tried the door it didn't open and this one time now nobody knew who that guy was because let's face it you and i are not sitting no. around watching bbc southeastern asian policy not at all. we're not but Zero. now we're talking about it the world is talking about it because the thing went viral all because this little girl over 22 million views finally on found the door open the one time she <laughs> tried and she wanted to get in there so let's let's make it a little bit of a stretch and let's say how many doors have you tried to get into you know there's something of value on the other side you know you're trying to get in there i can tell you for myself, I've been I've been trying. I'm 44 years old. I've been trying to get to where I am in life with the opportunities that are coming my way and the things. They didn't happen to me when I was 24. Mm-hmm. I, I had great opportunities, but they weren't the ones I was looking for. 34. I, I had all of the potential in the world, but I wasn't ready for it. Now at 44, I'm seeing some things come to pass because. I just kept trying How the door. How many years yeah. of putting stuff out there and doing over and over yeah. until something happened? And that's one of the things that I always go back to is in, in today's world, everybody everybody expects instant gratification. Right. Okay? Number one, the reason why all lottery winners, almost all of them, go bankrupt is because they didn't have to work for the money, so they don't appreciate it and they lose it. Yeah. Okay? They blow it all. Yeah. So anytime you earn something, you're going to have a much greater um, appreciation for it and it's going to last longer. 
the big next thing is is how everybody thinks they can just go make they can buy some program and make a million dollars in 12 months right it doesn't happen business takes you're gonna be five years you if if you can do it for five years and have any kind of profit making basically keep your head afloat you're doing good business doesn't happen in one year you're all of a sudden gonna be making millions not good business no not good business. But that means that it doesn't take that one door. You don't go try that one door to try to get in and, and get on live TV like that little yeah. girl did, and you never come back, or you'll never get your shot. Yeah. you got to keep coming back. Yeah. you you got to, like Jesus said, you got to ask, seek, and knock. And that's a present tense. you got to go on asking, go on seeking, go on knocking. Because and you let's know, face it, the things of value in life, I'm sorry, they don't come easy. Absolutely not. The things that are truly valuable. You, you might get rich overnight or something like that. God God bless you if you're able to keep it. Uh, the, like you said, the chances are you, of you being able to do that, pretty doubtful. But the things of true value, I don't care if it's a, a business. I don't care if it's a leadership position and, and having a following of people who look up to you and listen to you uh, all the way to a marriage. The things of value do not come easily. They don't. The other thing, too, is? By God, you keep it, trying to open that door. Keep it. And when it does, you bust through it like that little baby did, and you just have arms flaring, jumping <laughs> and you for gotta joy, understand. going, woo I'm if here. You, if you haven't seen that video, she came in in a full-blown strut. Full-blown I mean, strut. her arms were up. They were, I mean, they were up at 90-degree angles in front of her, and she was just, she was cock of the walk, man. And she here's was the thing. headed in. If that was the first time she ever tried that door and it opened up, she would not be in there that happy. Right. You know why she was that happy? Because she has tried over and over. So when you finally <laughs> yeah. get something, the reward is much a greater <laughs> feeling than anything that you try one time and get it. Yeah. Appreciate the struggle, my friends. And when yeah. you come in, remember that little girl right there, and you come blaring in with arms flaring, Celebrate going, I'm it. here on live TV, baby. Celebrate it. I, I love it. I love it. I, I that, it that thing. I want to watch that thing over and over again just because of so many reactions between the dad, the mom trying to pull both kids out, oh, trying yeah. to roll one and pull the other. Uh, it's hilarious. Can you imagine her thought when she's sitting there watching the live interview and she sees her <laughs> kid come barreling through there? <laughs> Can you imagine the sheer panic? And think of the mentality of the kid. The kid knew, didn't know she was doing anything technically no, wrong. No. To her, she just went where she wanted to go. The so, door was open. The door was the open. The door was open. So it's like, hey, hey, look, I'm here. And come she's just through. trying to, you know what? She's just trying to get an idea of what's yeah. going on. And, 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 and I get it. You get it so many more times these days. In, in, in today's world because of all the internet stuff where, number one, most of the time when you see people, they go, oh, my God, they just made it overnight. Yeah. You know, they see you and go, oh, you had that one video went viral. But they didn't see the right. millions of hours of things that you put out right. in years leading up to it that it was not an overnight success for you. You right. didn't post one video that you had to think of and all of a sudden it blow up. How many years did you yeah. put material out there for that one to finally go? That's the thing is you can't forget these people yeah. that are successful have a lot leading up to it that nobody knows about and nobody yeah. saw because you think it's that overnight deal. Well, yours was a long time coming to put lots of content. Having success is one thing. Being able to handle the success is another, and it's those years of trying the doorknob and being disappointed. On unfortunately, handle it that's well. what makes you handle it well. So if you got a dream, you got a passion, keep pursuing that thing because I believe it'll come to pass. And guess what? When it finally does, you're gonna be ready to handle it. Well, hey, we're gonna take some listener questions. You can always email us at secondshotcast at gmail We're gonna come right back, and hang out with you for a little longer in the third segment with Second Shot. Now that's what I call ignorance on fire. More of Second Shot with Chad and Heath still to come. If you're looking for a nice, quick, easy read, check out Amazon.com and look up Ignorance on Fire, A Journey of Felling Your Way to Success, written by none other than myself, Heath Oaks. 
it'll be a fun little book that'll kind of tell you a little bit about my failures on my way to this point in my life. And it's nice, quick. You'll be able to read it in a couple hours. So go to Amazon.com and look up at Ignorance on Fire on Facebook, Instagram, and then at Heath Oaks on Twitter. Pick it up, look at it, read it, write a review on Amazon if you like it, only if you like it. Ignorance on Fire, Journey of Failing Your Way to Success by Heath Oaks. Kick off your boots or suit up. The choice is yours. Welcome back to Second Shot with Chad and Heath on RNCN. Hey, everybody. I have no idea, Heath, but we keep getting all of these new subscribers and a lot of listeners. In fact, after nine episodes, we crossed the 10,000 listener mark, and that's pretty impressive. I mean, that's exciting. Yeah. I don't know if y'all understand the world of podcasting, but that's kind of a big deal. Uh, but we're getting all these listeners in San Francisco. I'm kind of curious to know more. what you've been doing up in uh, Northern California, pal. Well, here's the thing. More San Francisco listeners than Fort Worth, I Texas. I, I don't know. I'd love for someone to send us an email at, uh, at secondshotcast at gmail. If you're from San Francisco. And tell us why. Why Why how? are we How'd reaching you know? people in San Francisco? Because there's a lot of folks listening out there. And yeah. I love it. I appreciate it. Thank you, San Francisco. I, uh, we're happy. I love San Francisco. It's a beautiful city. In fact, I'd love to go out there and... Uh, hang out, catch a Giants game, and eat some good food right there on the uh, on would, the coast. I was just thinking about the big bridge from Full House, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Full House opening, totally. Yeah, yeah. So, what kind of questions we got? What's up? Well, Kristen? we've got we've got lots of fan mail this week. So, yeah. I just want to give a shout out to a couple people who wrote into the show. Uh, Dave Sunquist from Wichita Falls. He he spotted you, Chad, at the HEB. Wanted to know if you could pick him up some coffee. Oh, we were doing a live feed deal. <laughs> yeah. What hey, do you, what kind of coffees do you want? Uh, I, I What's up, Dave? I think that one was about quantity, wasn't he? He wanted a lot of coffee, like a some one pound cans. Also, did you guys know we have a listener who's a mother of six, a grandmother of twelve, a great grandmother of sixteen, and a great great grandmother of two. That's impressive. That's uh, Miss Sarah Bartlett. She wrote Sarah. Sarah. So uh, shout out to her. What a legacy. Also, uh, we've got some listener questions submitted from uh, Miss Colleen Gifford, who, uh, Zach, you said she's a teacher? She's a teacher. She's a teacher. High school, I think. I like educated women. First question, Chad, she wanted to know, how many hats do you have, <coughs> and how much closet space do they take up? Uh, I yeah, I don't know. It, it, let's count the felt hats because I go through straw hats pretty regularly through the spring because I'm pretty hard on them, and um, I I think I've got about six or seven felt hats, and they don't take up any closet space. I have an office at home, and I've got uh, hat hooks on the wall, so I kind of use the hats to decorate with. Oh, so you've got so like a hat wall. I got a hat wall. Oh, nice. Yeah. So um, they hat wall. They're hanging up. <laughs> they're hanging up. The That's ones legit. that count. I mean, I have about three or four hats that are just really, really nice hats. Are there any I, hats that you don't wear? They're just purely decorative. Um, every hat has a purpose. Every hat some has a, I don't, less than others, yeah, probably. Some less than others. I mean, you know, I, less I mean, worn, I, the I most mean. expensive hat, I have the nicest, uh, you know, all of my hats are American Hat Company hats. Uh, every hat that I have serves a purpose, but the, the one I wear the least is their 1000X Mink hat, which retails at like $2,800. Now, don't go Ooh. off getting these wild ideas that I spent twenty. I didn't. It was, it was a You wonder, made a money, Chad. It was we a wonderful gift. It was a wonderful gift from I mean, American got, Hat Company. He's got cash falling out of his pocket as it, he walks. It, 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 yeah. <laughs> is that, is that nickels, down the ground? Nickels and <laughs> dimes. Like uh, somebody else. But I, I don't wear that hat. I mean, if it's a nice event, I'll wear it. Uh, if I'm going somewhere with Heath Oaks, typically I'll wear that hat. <laughs> really? And so oh, Heath, yeah. Heath on the other end, how many suits do you have and how much closet space does that take? I have. Do you have a dedicated man closet? No, I have. Oh, I mean, we. we she's got her closet and I got mine. Yeah. But hers is really big. Mine is very small. 
Um, and what's funny is we're des- we were designing the house that we're building, mm-hmm. and as we were, um, the closet, her closet, kept getting bigger and bigger until I went, oh, my God, like how – I mean, it's the size of guest bedrooms. Uh, can and you then, put a mattress in well, it? Well, what's funny <laughs> is we're there at the end – and it's all about to be finalized, and they look up and realize they never put me a closet in there because Attaboy. that's not gonna. She was like, "Oh no, he's not using this. This y'all gotta have something else for yeah. him." <laughs> so I get a sliver out there, and I've got um, I don't know how many suits I have. I have probably um, roughly maybe ten suits. Do you that, keep that a real organized? That basis. doesn't seem no accurate. Way. I feel like I've already seen you wear more than no. You 10 got more suits. Than yeah, you got I mean, more well, I have I have a lot. I have you like a lot of sport coats. Yeah, I have sport like coats that. too. So you see. Sport coats with slacks, but I say just full blown suits, maybe mm-hmm. ten to fifteen. How? But let me ask you this, because I want to. I want to make actually a leadership point about this as well. How clean do you keep your closet? Like how straight is it? Very like straight. I see those commercials or those movies, like the the Lincoln commercials with Matthew McConaughey, and it's just that closet and suits for days, and it's all nice and clean yeah. and sterile is looking. Is it color coded? Like I would love to have that kind of like Oprah's closet. Is yours? Oh, any? mine is literally mine is not very big at all. It's all squinched in. I mean, yeah. no, it's it's. I'm I'm not to the extreme of stuff color. I mean, yeah. I have my suits here, my suit shirts there, t-shirts and polos all thrown in together, and some slacks hung up down here, and yeah. shoes down. There. I mean, it's not color coded, but you'll look in it and go, "There's the suits, there's that." But it's not super like Matthew McConaughey closet look like. But it's <laughs> well, also I mean, you it's don't also, have someone in there organizing it yeah, for it, you. But it's also not like five suits with five t-shirts thrown in the middle here and, and yeah. there. So it's kind mm-hmm. of a a, a middle road. You got a road, system to say it. a middle road. Yeah. And, see, I've got to clean mine out. So so here's the deal. Here's the point I was going to make. So. Sometimes you'll go in there, and I, I get all of my stuff professionally dry cleaned, and I'll just throw it in yep. there. And I, I know you guys look at me when I come into the studio, and you're like, you're, you're kidding us, right? No, I actually I actually do, you know. It's, it's so, but there's always a pile right there. Yep. And sometimes it's big, sometimes it's small, sometimes it's non-existent. I had a friend of mine years ago who told me, he said, I can always tell, he was a leader, he said, I can always tell how my personal life is going by the shape of my closet. That's because that's what I walk into and nobody else sees it. It's just me. If I'm being lazy, I'm not keeping the closet straight and I'm doing it. And I just, I don't know if that's true or not, but I just thought that was an interesting point to make. I don't have a big enough closet for it to like get out of it. It's no walk-in. I don't have a walk-in closet or anything. My wife has a walk-in yeah. closet and all. And I have the one you open the door and there's some them deal. Now I have a lot more shoes. So I have like little yeah. things we bought at Target that stack on top so I can put them in the bottom. and So put them each on the- of your shoes has its own box? No, it, it's a little rack that stacks on top of each other, not in yeah. the box, but they're on Go the rack. Go to your home, your shoe I, home. And then I got more <laughs> racks by my bed. I like shoes. I we have bi- we have big closet space. That's one thing that we're blessed in in the house we have. We big have big closet space, and well, I, Jade has big closet. She space. She does. I I'm I've got a pretty good spot too. And and here's another thing, my office has a big closet. Uh, so I technically have two closets. I've got one mm. off the bathroom, and I've got one in the office. The closet in the office is actually underneath the stairs of our house. So you can imagine it's an under the stairs. It's a big closet in there. So I'm kind of blessed with that. I'm kind of fortunate. But I, my thing, my immediate task, like I'm talking within the next six days, I'm going through and I am cleaning out. Cleaning out. Because I have so many things that I got to get rid of. Like, for instance, and, and again... Thank God. I've had clothing sponsors over the years, Western wear, stuff like that. that are, and they just give you clothes, give you clothes, give you clothes. And I just, a lot of times, I just give them away. You know, other folks that want them or need them. I got one of my biggest things in the house we're building. It's my, mine has a, it, mine won't be a walk-in either, but it'll be kind of a cool little slide open. But I want a place for my pocket squares and yeah. my, all that oh, kind yeah. of stuff. Because I have to dig <laughs> through my all, sock all drawer. Your accessories. Yeah, I got to dig through my socket and my sock drawer to find them from time to time. So yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to having uh 
something like that in 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 the new house with my wife's Taj Mahal. Have you closet. guys seen the the what his new house is going to look like? No, no. It is Mm-mm. quite impressive. It is. It's a nice looking really? place. It's my kind of joint. It's uh, uh, it's very modern architecture. Oh, it's man. Uh, very cool. You we posted should. a picture recently of you and your wife standing in front of like a fountain that was a big globe mm-hmm. ball. Was that in your backyard? No, that was in Miraval Resort in Arizona. Yeah, that was we Arizona. for our baby moon. We had our baby moon in oh. Miraval Resort, and and that was a big party, huh? Oh, it was. I mean, I saw the tea party and all that. Oh, stuff. Oh, d- you should have saw. They had. <laughs> I'm I'm an old I'm a southern guy that loves southern food, okay? <laughs> My wife is extremely healthy. She yeah. eats really good. Like she is such a good eater and all that. And I am not at all. Right. And they had vegetarian biscuits you and gravy. You sent me the picture. Oh, I saw oh, that Chad. too. I saw vegetarian. that too. Vegetarian. Yes. I, I said, you, no. there are, listen, healthy eating world, <laughs> there are some things you don't no. touch and you don't try to change. Some good old biscuits and gravy does not need to be anything vegetarian. No. And, and let that's me, the word. Let me, I judge a restaurant, breakfast restaurant, By on the biscuits, biscuits and gravy. 100%. I mean, eggs are eggs. Yeah, honestly, and don't mess with bacon. Bacon's right. great. You put that picture on Facebook. Is that not gross? Biscuits and gravy. I, if you hadn't titled it, I wouldn't have even known it was biscuits oh. and gravy. <laughs> Vomitous. Oh, I know. I did not try it. Vomitous. Blasphemy. <laughs> well, when you're not at Marival Resort, where can we find you online? You can find me at Ignorance on Fire, Facebook, Ignorance on Fire, and Instagram, at Heath Oaks on Twitter. And look, leave us a review. Leave us a rating. And that's secondshotcast at gmail.com. Send us a, an email with some questions. Well, find me at WatchChad.com. Check out the calendar. I've got upcoming shows all over the country, and I hope to see you at one of them. Hey, thanks for listening. Subscribe, leave a message, and send us an email. Thanks one more time for Heath Oaks. I'm Chad Prather for producers Kristen and Zach. You've been listening to Second Shot.